Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 29. Here's Pastor Ryan. I believe God would say, you have not because you ask not. Keep asking. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I want to come in here famished. Can't wait. So that every little thing that comes from the Bible nourishes my soul. Every little crumb that I get, it's just ministering to me. In Proverbs 27, verse 7, it says, A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Are you going to eat that or can I have that? There's nothing but bone. Oh, I see a piece of meat on that bone. Can I have it? You know, that kind of thirst and hunger for the word. It'll get us to get up early in the morning. Like the women did, Mary Magdalene. She got up early and went to the tomb. What drove her? Love. What, th- what drove her? Hungry, hunger for Jesus. The king, Hezekiah, rose early. He gathered the rulers of the city and went up to the house of the Lord. And they brought seven bulls, seven rams, seven lambs, and seven male goats for a sin offering for the kingdom, for the sanctuary, and for Judah. And so here they came. It had been a long time. They came with animals, right? A whole bunch of animals for a sin offering. And it says here that the that he commanded the priests, the sons of Aaron, to offer them on the altar of the Lord. So they killed the bulls, and the priests received the blood and sprinkled it on the altar. Likewise, they killed the rams and sprinkled the blood on the altar. They also killed the lambs and sprinkled the blood on the altar. Then they brought out the male goats for the sin offering before the king and the assembly, and they laid their hands on them, and the priests killed them, and they presented their blood on the altar as a sin offering to make an atonement for all Israel, for the king commanded that the burnt offering and the sin offering be made for all Israel. Just a beautiful sight. All of these animals coming in. And, and the order of things is so important here, because if we're, if God's house first, they took out the rubbish, right? They sanctified the house. They sanctified themselves. And then first order of business, we need to take care of our sins. We need sin offerings. Like God's not about us praising him, serving him, evangelizing for him, being witnesses for him. He ain't about all that. He wants to talk to us about our sin first. He wants that to be taken care of. Nothing has changed, right? We just read blood everywhere. Blood blood for the atonement of sin. Beautiful. 
They need to cleanse the place. They need to cleanse themselves. And they would place their hands on those animals. It's a shadow of of Jesus Christ to come who would die on the cross for our sins, right? So they would lay their hands on the sin offering and they would confess, we've sinned. You know what they were confessing? Like probably about King Ahaz and how for like 20-something years, this place was shut down. We weren't here. We weren't, you know. You think about, you know, one thing that came to mind during COVID and how people stayed away was communion. Communion reminds us of the blood sacrifice of our Lord, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. People did not do communion, and they were A-OK with not doing it. But we're beyond that. There's no need to (laughs) kick a dead horse, right? But it's a good reminder. Don't let it happen again for whoever. You know, you got to be here. We got to take communion. We got to remember together and not forsake the assembling. But anyhow... The sin is the most important thing. If you're new to the faith and you might pray to the Lord and just kind of start off with saying, you know, uh, thank you for this day and and uh, will you help me with this, that, and the other? And may I just have a wonderful day and may you just be glorified. That's cool if you're a new believer, but let me just share something. It should be more like, Putting God in this place, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Like, you are holy. First, tell him who he is. You're God, you mate, you're creator, you're holy, you're worthy. And then, and then you tell him about your sins. And I do it every day. Lord, forgive me for I've sinned against you. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Purify my heart. Secret sins. Presumptuous sins. Sins I don't even know I'm doing attitudes, arrogance, anger, whatever it is. That's, we, we have to deal with the sin first. Because that's you can't get any real with God than to just come before him daily and say, Jesus, wash my feet. Like he told the disciples, if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part with me. Like I have to do that. Oh, you don't have to be born again again. That's not what I'm saying here. But you have to come and say, I got dirt all over me from this world. I got so much dirt all over me from the things that I've seen and just in this world. Let Jesus wash you first. Let me wash you first. We'll get to your problems in a, in a minute. Let's deal with the sin offering. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Jesus is the lamb who takes away our sins. He's the one that gives us access to the Father. You know the reality is that God is holy and he could not have communion with sinful man. Sin needed to be dealt with, and Jesus dealt with it on the cross. He made a pathway for a holy God to have communion with sinful man. How? Because Jesus' righteousness is bestowed upon us, his purity, his holiness, and our sins were placed upon him. Now we can have access to the Father anytime we want through Jesus Christ. But it is his blood that gives us access, just like it's It's the blood of these animal sacrifices by which they will begin now to worship the Lord in spirit and in amen. You can't worship him in in flesh and falsities, right? It's like we have to get right first. And I get right, you know, I get right in the mornings. I get right at night. I get right a lot. 
you know, that's like, you know. I call places to pray get right spots. That's a cool get right spot. That's my slang, my my lingo. You know, I see a cool backyard. I say, oh, man, this is a cool get right spot. You know, that's what you do. That's where you go out there, get right, and then you move on. And so they put their hands, they laid their hands on them, and the priest killed them, and they presented their blood on the altar as a sin offering to make an atonement for all Israel, for the king commanded that the burnt offering and the sin offering be made for all Israel. And he stationed the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals, with stringed instruments, and with harps, according to the commandment of David, of Gad, the king's seer, and of Nathan, the prophet. So King Hezekiah is taking it back to the old school, the old ways, right? He looks to, well, what did King David do, who was a man after God's own heart? King David established a worship team. That's what he did, right? He's a musician. He's a psalmist of the Lord. And so he's following that tradition. And even still at Calvary, we have such a rich tradition of cool music. And um, I'm excited about what God's going to do with our worship team. You know, we're, we're going to have, we're going to schedule another night of, of tryouts, you know, kind of like American Idol, but not really. <laughs> but, you know, what the tourist is looking at me like, no. Not no, we're not going to have it, but she doesn't like the reference. But anyways, as the Lord leads, when we have it, I don't want to be hitting it. Just because you see me hitting the drum doesn't mean I like. I want to hit the drums. I want to work. I want to worry about the Bible. You know what I mean? I don't want to hit the drum. But we do need some help, and I know the Lord will provide. But think about that. That's what he's doing here. He stationed the Levites. Here's a cymbal for you. Here's a drum for you. Here's a, you know, and so with, and so he is establishing that. And, you know, that's our heritage, guys. It's not a Calvary Chapel heritage or just a specific church. It's a biblical. Way back in Psalm 92, verse 1, it says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night on an instrument of ten strings, on the lute, on the harp, with a harmonious sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. And so why do we sing? Because of his wonderful works towards you and me. He's done so much. And I'd love to hear you guys. I, I am very proud of you guys, the way you sing and under the Lord. It's fantastic. It sounds good in here. Since we, we've been here, it just sounds really cool, the acoustics. So keep it up. You're doing well. But that's what's being established here, right? Take care of the sins. Worship him in spirit and in truth. This is God's formula. This is God showing them. This is, this is the pattern. You know, there's sin, deal with it and praise him for, for him saving you and cleansing you. And it says here that, uh, for thus was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. The Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priests with the trumpets. Then Hezekiah commanded them to offer the burnt offering on the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord also began with the trumpets and with the instruments of David, king of Israel. So all the assembly worshipped, the singer sang, and the trumpeter sounded. All this continued until the burnt offering was finished. Now, 
And the burnt offering is different than the sin offering. The burnt offering is also called uh, the, the whole burnt offering because all of the animal, after it was sacrificed, would be completely and utterly barbecued on the altar. It would be completely burned. All of it was burned. Nothing was left of the animal. In the other sacrifices, there was a portion left for the priest. Burnt offering, all of it was burned. And what it symbolized was that the offer, the people who were bringing the animals, were saying to God, I am rededicating my life to you. I am consecrating myself. I am setting myself apart completely for, for, for you. I'm not going to fo- follow you partially. Uh, uh, I'm not going to follow you part time. I am going to love you. I am going to honor your commandments. I am going to serve you like never before. I am giving you my all. That's what it meant. When the sin offerings were being done, they weren't playing music then because it's solemn. It's, 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 uh, it's, 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 it's sad. It's confessing. It's, 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 it's ashes and sackcloth. It was a, a somber event. But, but the moment the sin was dealt with, people were so blessed that they're, they're cleansed now. They're atoned for. It's a covering in the Old Testament. They're so blessed that they're like, God, I want to now give you my all. I want to give you my all. And that, that just speaks to my heart. Paul the Apostle says, it's the love of Christ that compels me. Why, do, why did Paul go all over the world? Why did he take beatings? Why did he preach? I mean, they beat him. He was shipwrecked. Sleepless nights. They mocked him. They hated him. They, You know, why would you be so like zealous and passionate and stubborn about the gospel. Why? Because he had an encounter with the one that forgave him of all of his sins. Turn with me to Luke chapter 7, please. Beginning with verse 36. Luke chapter 7, beginning with verse 36. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him, weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner." And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. 
One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he had forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair of, of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since I, the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I love that story. That was a story that saved me. The reason why they were willing to give burnt offerings to the Lord and consecrate themselves fully to God was because they were grateful that their sins were atoned for. That is the motivation to giving your all to Jesus Christ. This isn't the time to pull back from church. This is a time to give God more. Why? Because he's coming. And if you read the parables of the minas and the talents, he is specifically looking at what we are doing with our talents, our time, and our energy. And to those who do nothing, he has a question for them. Why are you doing nothing? If you look up the word service in the Bible, if you look at Blue Letter, any Bible app and just put serve, you would have so many verses that any inclination to think, Pastor Ryan you know, always talks about, there's so many verses. I don't talk as much about serving as there is talk about serving in the Bible. I guarantee you that. But that's what they're doing. They're consecrating themselves and they're rejoicing with worship. It's time to party. The Lord has forgiven us and they're willing to serve the Lord. So all the assembly worshiped. The singer sang and the trumpeter sounded. All this continued until the burnt offering was finished. And when they had finished offering, the king and all who were present with him bowed in worship. Moreover, King Hezekiah and the leaders commanded the Levites to sing praise to the Lord with the words of David and Asaph the seer. Asaph was his worship leader. And so they, they, they literally were singing psalms of David. So they sang praises with gladness and they bowed their heads and worshiped. Then Hezekiah answered and said, Now that you have consecrated yourselves to the Lord, come near and bring sacrifices and thank offerings into the house of the Lord. Right? So now that they're, 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 they're atoned for, now that they have consecrated themselves, he says, Now bring your offerings of thanksgiving to the Lord. And so the assembly brought in sacrifices and thank offerings, and as many as were of a willing heart brought burnt offerings. And I love that. He said, as many as were of a willing heart. 
No matter what we do for the Lord, he desires that we do it with a willing heart. Not by compulsion. Not because Pastor Ryan says. He wants us to serve him out of a free will offering from our heart. You see the woman who washed his feet? She didn't do that out of compulsion. Why would she do that? Why would she not care that all of those people are watching her, that all of them are judging her, that all of them are, they know she's a sinner. Why doesn't she care? Why does all she care about is ministering to the Lord? He tells us, because I forgave her for a lot, Ryan, and she's willing to give a free will offering to me. No questions asked. That doesn't mean that my free will offering to the Lord of preaching the word from the pulpit that I always feel like preaching. It's not about feelings and being tired and, oh, I'm tired and this is, no, no, tired is part of life. Okay? Tired is part of life. It's, it's about atonement for your sin. It's about having Jesus right here in your heart that you talk to him every single day. Day. And what does he say to your heart to do? There can be nothing that he says to your heart to do that you will not say no if you're grateful for what he's done for you. 14 years we've been doing Sundays. Five years before that, we did Tuesday night Bible studies. Working, making very little money. I would preach in, in, in our home. And I went by our old home. We had a, a home before the one we live in, and that's where we started really the church, the home Bible study. So I went when I, I couldn't sleep. I went over there. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. It started all right here in this house. And then I went up the street to Darlene's house where she opened up her house. And I was just like, it was good reminiscing at the works of the Lord because it was inspiring that he has taken care of our church, of me, all of these years when I could see no fruit, no fruit. I know that God has the power to change my financial status. I knew it. But, you know, Clarissa and I were we were preaching and, and, and my pastor would send the u for Christ guys to come to our home Bible study and they'd come with boxes of food from the ranch. That's how desperate we were. And... But if I would have if I would have quit, I wouldn't have seen the glorious jubilee of being able to retire. At uh, how old am I? Forty seven. It was like three years ago. So what's that? Forty four. I retired at forty four. How about that? Because of Jesus. But had I quit five years ago, I wouldn't have seen. I would have just been at Caltrans right now, and not seen that, nor seen what he did with this building and with all of you. You see, you just trust God. You keep going. We are a people of faith, not by sight. You keep believing and you will see the salvation of God. He takes care of those who take care of him. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word. May you help us to digest it. We pray, Lord, that it would bear much fruit in our in our heart, in our minds, and that we would share the word with somebody we love. 
I pray, Father, that we would be like the southern kingdom of Judah in this revival. They were calling all their neighbors. We're going back to the house of the Lord. And I pray that we would be a church that tells the neighbors, let's go. It's time to worship Jesus for the good things he has done. Use everyone in this room. Use all those that are watching it online to witness for you. Help us to be a people that will gladly wash your feet. We love you, Lord. You're worthy of it all. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.